everybody. This is John Summers from Grazidi Interactive coming at you with another episode of Community Talks. This week, we got Mike Rizzo from MyEvenLink. He's the manager of community and loyalty over there. Really happy to have him on here with us today. And uh, let's get on into it. Hey, Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And uh, really happy to have you on the Community Talks podcast. And uh, why don't you really start off by just telling us a little bit about your background in communities and maybe how you got into it. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me, John. I'm looking forward to the chat. Uh, so by way of background, I actually started in in a marketing operations role uh, many, many years ago at MavenLink. Um, progressed through my career into different director kind of level marketing growth roles. And throughout that time, while I kind of ventured off, I spent about three years at MavenLink, uh, ventured off for just about three years um, doing some other things. And in between uh, my first go around at MavenLink and and recently coming back within about the last year, um, specifically to build out communities, I actually experimented with building my own communities. And uh, so I, I've in 2017, I launched my own, my own little community effort. I tried a couple, I dabbled in a couple of other little things. Uh, and while I was away experiencing other, um, organizations and other roles, I was exposed to the opportunity, uh, to come back to MavenLink, um, to come specifically to come build out their first ever user community. And, and really it, it it's more than just a user community. It'll also be for our partners. Um, and I was really excited about that. I, I spent time in the agency space. Uh, we service a lot of professional services organizations in general. Yeah. Um, many of them are marketing agencies. And so I had a healthy understanding of what our clients go through on a day-to-day basis. And I had a healthy understanding, obviously, of the MavenLink business having been there in the early days, like sub-30 yeah. employees. So I was super oh, excited wow. to come there, back. You were, you were there that early? I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's exciting to be there when it's you know young, right? And build stuff. Yeah, really exciting time. Uh, even more so now than, than back then. You know, we were, we were scrappy and doing stuff really fast. And it was always polished, but really fast. Uh, and, and nowadays, there's a little bit more process and procedure. And, uh, but it's all, that's it's all for thing. the better. Yeah, it's all for the yeah, better. It's for sure. really a great place to be. So you're working on your your new community here at MavenLink, and you know partners is a key part, right? Especially when you're in the B two B world. And I know I've had a lot of success with partner communities in the in the in the past. It's great to hear you saying that's like one of your directives. Uh, tell us and tell us about a little bit about what you're you're planning for your community. Yeah, for sure. So our community, first and foremost, is really a place to enable our users to come together and talk about best practices for the usage of not just MavenLink, the product, but uh, as a professional services delivery business or someone who's in a role that helps support a professional services delivery business, like a project manager or resource manager, for example, you can come together and talk about best practices. Uh, in addition to that, we have partners that are obviously in the space of professional services delivery because they are turning around and helping us implement MavenLink with our clients. Uh, and so in addition to that, we would invite our partner users and our partner members into this community to help enable uh, the betterment of the adoption process that is, you know, required to to have success with a tool like MavenLink. We're, we're an incredibly robust solution that 
you know, you do need to make an investment into. And so uh-huh. part of that investment can be, um, you know, tapping into this resource, this really rich resource of members inside of what will be our first ever user community that we hope to launch uh, in the next couple of months. We should be generally available by August is, is kind of the goal. No, that's it's an exciting time to see that first launch of your community and, you know, really driving adoption. I've been hearing tons about adoption and customer success in relation to community these days. So I think that's really like top of mind that I think communities have a real impact when it comes to customer success and, and adoption of, say, new feature sets or, or things that you don't have aware, necessarily great awareness, maybe. What is, yeah. Do you think yeah, totally. Um, you know, interesting. So, so this being a zero to one initiative for Mavenlink is is really um, it presents itself with this kind of like big big field of of opportunity, right? And we need to we needed to come in. My responsibility specifically was to come in and try to understand, you know, what is this really for? What do we want to get out of this? And most importantly, what do our members need from this environment? And so I, I did a lot of deep diving into like really what goes into building these these interfaces. Now we're building on the Salesforce uh, Community Cloud product, and so mm-hmm. I, I spent a lot of time experimenting with what functionally is available in there. Um, but as I progressed through this journey of learning where community lives, kind of touching back on what you're talking about around client success and how communities can help enable success. Um, I realized that community actually does live in multiple areas. I've interviewed a number yeah. of professionals myself um, on this. Right training. in the middle. <laughs> and yeah, it really falls smack dab in the middle of a ton of different parts of the organization. Uh, yeah. Some have it in product, some have it in marketing, uh, and mm-hmm. some have it in, in where we have it at Mavenlink in the client success division. And, and I'm really happy. Yeah, and then it, it, it fits a really lot of support too. And then support yeah, as well. Support. Yeah, yeah that's another right. big, that. big case for that, for them over there too. But I think client success and support, you know, kind of a little bit going hand in hand at times, but they're yeah. definitely different journeys. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Can't, can't forget the client uh, support angle at all, but I, I'm really happy with uh, the community living in the client success um, department at, at Mavenlink. I think it fits in really nicely with our, with our vision and our mission to, to go and enable our clients and um, that angle, you know, changes it. Having been in marketing again, I started in a marketing ops role and I've been in marketing roles for most of my career, actually all of my career, um, stepping into this community development role from the client success angle helps kind of remove some of those initial thought tracks around, you know, lead gen or demand gen numbers, things that marketers yeah. are often challenged with. You, you, when you turn that part of your brain off, it changes the lens of how do I evaluate success for this community initiative? Uh, yeah, I was so, just saying it totally, uh, totally changes your ROI model and your, your KPIs, right? It definitely, when you're going for adoption and customer success, you're not necessarily concerned about, you know, some of those other numbers of vanity numbers, I like to say, and you're really about driving program success. So how is your programs running? Not necessarily the platform, which I think is a good evolution for communities to think about, you know, program success, not necessarily platform success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I, I follow a lot of um, you know the thought leaders in this space, the the Brian Oblinger, or apologize, I might have butchered his name there. Yeah, um, and uh, John O'Bacon, and and a number of those other folks, and um, 
you know, thinking about uh, thinking about the success of the program itself, you know, looking more into you know retention of members, just like you would treat a SaaS business, right? You you look mm-hmm. at are your people coming back? Are they using the product frequently? Are they getting the value that they need out of it? Um, and and that will beget you know stickier clients, uh, higher renewal rates. And and longer term relationships with that hopefully are more meaningful with your clients instead of thinking about like, hey, how many you know how many referrals can I get out of this community? Like this particular effort is not for that. Um, yeah, we have we totally. have other initiatives <laughs> that are for that. You know, that there are no, I agree. Yeah, but this particular thing is about hey, am I getting the responses that I want? Am I getting the number of our KPIs are specifically around how many posts are we getting? And, and are they getting, you know, is the loop being closed? Is a best answer getting selected? And how many of those are happening and uh, and all that stuff. So, so yeah, important to, yeah, to differentiate the KPIs between, you know, what, what your community is all about. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, really depends on like your use case, right? And then what's your, where you're starting from. I think, uh, you know, some of my previous companies were, we started out with one use case and then spread out to these where we were, you know, KPIs and performance indicators of the community were different for each team, right? Support guys wanted different numbers versus, you know, the success guys versus, you know, knowledge and marketing. They were all looking at, can make for some complex community reporting. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And and depending on your community platform of choice, that can get even more complicated, right? Some, sometimes pulling those aspects out of your, your platform is, uh, it's pretty tedious, you know, Salesforce is robust, <sighs> but that, the reporting aspects of it are going to be a challenge for us. I think, thank God. Yeah, there's Google analytics. <laughs> yeah. Google analytics and, and, uh, look at, you know, put it, exporting their stuff into Tableau. We've seen a lot of success with people and they're a, a good partner of Salesforce as well. And I know a lot of people have a, a lot of luck uh, visualizing community data with that, that type of a solution. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. We actually have, um, a partnership with good data, uh, which oh, helps, nice. helps enable us on, on our product side. And so maybe in the future we could, we could leverage that partnership and relationship to help, oh, uh, do wow. some reporting there. Definitely. Yeah. Using a third party reporting tool on top of your systems is it, it's like a game changer. <laughs> yeah. you, you can bring in multiple sources, right? You're not just stuck to your one platform numbers then, and you can get these good overlays. Yeah, totally. We're, you know, there, there may be even be a time down the road where we start thinking about like data warehousing and, and, and CDPs and all that stuff. Um, as one, one, one of the things that I've learned as an enterprise has gone from, you know, scrappy startup into over 300 employees is, you know, more and more systems come into play and more and more people are trying to get their hands in on the data and, and you need some consistency there. And so, um, Very you know, true. I, I, I know that's a weird thing to talk about on a community podcast, but you know, it, it all comes together, you know, everybody's looking <laughs> for the same information and, and it's important to, I guess the message there is to work cross-functionally, you know, community brings your, whoever you're bringing together in your community is, is what you're focused on. But at the same time, internally, oftentimes, excuse me, oftentimes you're working uh, cross-functionally and you're, you're really building your own internal community around better enablement for your systems. Yeah. It's really about, you know, those digital touch points and, and community is one of those digital touch points now. And, and we're able to track those and, and look after those and, and nurture those behaviors. We're able to increase our, you know, uh, reoccurring, uh, you know, 
people that are yeah. reoccurring spending with us, right? They're, yeah, reoccurring revenue, so, ARR, MRR, yeah, reoccurring, yeah, <laughs> RMR, yeah, totally, all those acronyms. <laughs> so you know, it's going to drive people to really want to stay connected with you. You know, getting away from just the sales side of things, but you know, by having these tools, they just you know they build that deeper relationship. I think, and I guess the last question before we go out. What are you doing with events? Everybody's been asking. Are you guys transitioning to online type events? How you know we're doing a podcast now? Are you guys? Uh, how are you seeing that affect you right now? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not directly at, uh, attached to the marketing department anymore. So um, I, I know a lot of our efforts are focused on digital, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, but I can speak to what my initiatives are. Uh, in addition to being tasked with the uh, community piece, you know, we're thinking a lot about client advisory boards and and other types of groups we can bring together to help you know uh, align more tightly with our customers and our clients that are that are adopting our product. And as as someone who's driving again uh, a zero to one initiative for the the first ever you know client advisory board. Uh, that'll have to be a virtual event, right? For the foreseeable yeah. future, we're going to be putting people into a Zoom room and having a chat. Um, yeah. you know, we won't be doing anything on site. And so that that first and foremost, uh, hopefully will launch this year and that'll be on. Nice. So yeah, that's a big Cab, shift. Cabs are, are still hugely impactful. And I think they always have been. I think some people got away from them a little bit because they, they, they got all this information from community and social, but Getting that focused uh, community or company advisory group or a cab uh, of to people together uh, mm-hmm. can really you can get a lot out of it. I still think I, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we are in full agreement on that. Um, it's again very fascinating strategically. I could go on for days about the strategy that goes into building oh, a cab, but uh, for sure, but yeah, it'll be. <laughs> It'll be a really great initiative for us. We're really excited about it. So, so both the community piece and the cab piece um, are are big. You know, twenty twenty pushes for us, and mm-hmm. we hope to get them nice. off the ground. We're really excited. So, uh, closing it up, uh, got any uh, tip for uh, you know for people getting into communities or the the new guy out there that's on this zero to zero to one journey like yourself? Any one little tasty tip tip that you can give it, everybody? I would say sink your teeth into um, as many books as you can. Uh, Advanced Communities, uh, People Powered by John O'Bacon. Um, there's there are also Slack communities that you can go join yeah. um, that are powered mm-hmm. by by some other folks. Sink your teeth in and do a lot of research and do some digging. Don't you know? Don't think that you have it figured out. Uh, if you do, you're probably in the wrong business. And, um, and just, just be afraid to don't rather don't be afraid to, uh, do a lot of research and ask a lot of questions, get on, get on -on one-on-one chats and reach out to people who you see that have really great communities. You know, there's, there's a lot of great communities out there. Go find the person who runs that on LinkedIn, flatter them, tell them that it's an amazing community because it is, and (laughs) they'll get on the phone with you. You know, yeah, that's, totally. That's, Community that's, managers are great about hopping on calls and talking. And, you know, I still do it even after, you know, 15 years community. I still I met with another community manager earlier just to catch up and see what programs are working on and what ideas are doing. So staying connected and doing yep. your research. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, 
Thanks so much for uh, joining us. And uh, it was uh, really great to uh, talk to you. So oh, if, if people want to follow you or connect with you, is there you, know, you want to share some social media plugs for you if you want? Sure. Yeah. So uh, first, Mavenlink. Uh, we're just at Mavenlink. You can find us all over the web. And then for, for myself personally, um, I'm very consistently at Mike D. Rizzo. So M-I-K-E-D is in David Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-O. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, uh, Twitter, and, and I think even Instagram, all the same, same uh, you know, URL string. All right. Well, thanks so much. Cool. Thanks, man. Okay, everybody, thanks so much for uh, joining another episode of Community Talks. It was really great to hear from Mike Rizzo over at Mavenlink today. Make sure to follow us at Grazidi Interactive. You can follow me at JV Summers on Twitter or just find me on John Summers on LinkedIn. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys next time.